Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here, those of you at home, and it's wonderful to see all of you here on this rainy Portland day. Thanks so much for coming out. So here we are, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, which is the official start of the holiday season, because the holiday season unofficially started back in August. You know, when the Christmas decorations came out in the store next to the Halloween decorations next to the back-to-school supply. We're in such a hurry. Why are we in such a hurry? And we really need to be aware this time of year that we don't get caught up in that frenetic energy, right? There's that frenetic energy that there's so much doing and planning and cooking and baking and visiting and shopping and cooking and shopping and shopping. Um, so it can be exhausting. So let's just take a breath. Let's take another one, but let's let it out with a sigh. Ah, that's such a relief. Let's one more. Ah, there. Now we're present. Remember that during the holiday season when you feel that. Just breathe and sigh. So my talk today is titled, You Are the Light. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But he also said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine. Let's take that in. Repeat after me. I am the light. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world and I let it shine. So what is the light? The light is that presence we know, that essence, that, that what we know as God, what we know as spirit, as the divine. James O'Day in the Soul Awakening Practice says, in the inner reaches of your heart, a light shines. It is a light that is eternally present. The primordial light that shines in the heart is the light of consciousness and the progenitor of all the light in the world. That the light that shines and it shines in us and through us and as us, it's the light that shines in all of the world. And he's not referring to external light, which this year we miss the light because it's so dark, right? Now in Pacific Northwest, we have darkness from rain and we have less daylight, so it's dark. So there's a lot of outside light, but it's really about the inner light that we are, that spirit, that divine wisdom. Um, there was a couple that took their young boy to Europe where they went on a uh, pilgrimage and they visited many cathedrals along the way. And when they returned home, the little boy went to Sunday school and the teacher was uh, asking the students, what is a saint? And the little boy remembered of seeing all the glass windows in the cathedrals. And he said, a saint is a man who lets the light shine through. Because he's, he noticed that from all the pictures of the saints in the windows. And that's what we are. 
We are the windows of God. We allow that light to shine through us. It's that effusion of light that we take in, that we allow to be spirit expressing in and through and as each of us. The practice is to stay in the light, right? How do we stay in the light? The world around us, we have so many challenges. And why is it some days it's so easy to be in the light and other days so challenging? I came across one of my journals from a few years ago, and I just had a laugh. Because one day, I had an issue that was just overwhelming. And it was, I wrote and wrote and wrote about it. It was just overwhelming. And I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And then I read on, and two days later, I forgot all about it. There was a new challenge that I was obsessed with. The previous one wasn't even on my radar. And that's kind of what happens, is in that moment, there's something that's overwhelming. And if we can remember to surrender it, to offer it up to spirit, that we release it and let it go. But we struggle when we forget that. We struggle that when we forget that we are divine beings living in a physical body, on a physical plane. And when we look out at the world, there's such challenges of separation, of hatred, of violence, of senseless loss of life, especially the last few weeks, just overwhelming. And we look at that and we, we forget that there's light. We forget we're one with the light. And it's so easy to take that on, make that what our focus is. That when we have that opportunity is to send prayers. I had my neighbor came over the other day and she was telling me a story about someone she didn't know, but she heard from someone else. And it was a very sad story, but she needed to tell me in great detail what happened. And it wasn't pretty. And I'm thinking, why are you telling me this? And so I said, did you say a prayer? Because instead of repeating the story, making it alive again, right? Don't make it alive, but release it. Send love. Send a prayer. If there's something you can do, then do it. But let it go. When we're not centered in that place of oneness, we feel like there's a fog around us, right? We feel like there's a cloud, and I'm always, when I think of that, I'm always reminded of that Peanuts character, Pigpen. Do you remember Pigpen had this cloud of dust around him? And I think it's a metaphor for life, that we have this cloud of dust, all of this emotional turmoil, this emotional upset that we carry around with us. Like we carry the blanket and it just billows up. We can do that or we can choose again. Or this one is from Michael Singer. Michael Singer says, after all, the world cannot wound us. The world is an experience that comes to us, and we learn and we grow from it. If it has wounded us, it is because we've resisted the experience and held it inside. If it's no longer going on outside, why is it still creating a disturbance inside? 
have you ever done that or heard someone, something happened like 20 years ago. I remember talking to my dad and he was telling me this story and it was so upsetting. And I said, dad, when did this happen? And he said, 1978. I was like, why are you still talking about it? So it's to let that go. Uh, James O'Day says, watch your thoughts and notice the ones you get caught up with and notice the ones that just float by. Some thoughts you touch, some you tangle with, and others have no charge at all. The charge exists where there is trapped energy and we have an issue. There's trapped energy and we have an issue. So we have the opportunity to connect with the light that is the divine, that is spirit. We have the opportunity and the knowing and the ability to connect with that light and let that light shine through us and to set our intention. I love this idea. This word for the year is so such a great idea because you don't know how this is going to unfold in your life. That when you pick it, you have no idea what's going to happen next. But that word can be your touchstone. It can be a way to bring us back to spirit. So there are three things to remember to keep us in the light. The first one is to be open. The second is to be willing. And the third is to surrender. So to be open, to be open to the universal good. Ernest says, all the good that you desire awaits your acceptance of it, but you cannot experience it while you deny it. Let me say that again. All the good that you desire awaits your acceptance of it, but you cannot experience it while you deny it. Have you ever wanted something, but then you were afraid to accept it? That place of, if we think the world is a terrible place, then guess what? It is. And there's lots of things going on in the world, lots of things that are challenges, and we, ought, we have great empathy. We have great empathy for what's happening. If there's something we can do, then we do it. If we can pray, then we pray for them. If we can get involved, then we get involved. But the challenge is not to take on the emotional strife around it do our best to release that fear. The purpose of fear is to create more fear. So to pay attention to that and let that go. So the second one is to be willing. And Ernest says, the only reason humans are limited is that they have not allowed the divine within to more completely express. The only reason humans are limited is that they have not allowed the divine within to more completely express, to be available to the good, be willing to change, to grow, to step into something new. It can be challenging and scary, but it's worth it. A client um, that I was working with, she really wanted to be the assistant chef at the place she worked. And then the opportunity came open and I said, are you going to apply? And she said, oh no, I can't apply for that. I'm afraid I, I'll fail. And so spirit gives us the opportunity, but sometimes we deny it. We're afraid to take it. We're afraid to reach out and trust that that's the right place for us. And the third is surrender. 
for a long time, I carried around this little business card and it said, dear friend, I am taking care of all of your problems. Please stay out of the way. Love God. (laughs) Because we're trying to figure it out. How many times do we tell God what to do? Or I want it to happen this way. It has to happen this way. That, and we teach treat and move your feet. But there's a distinction between controlling and allowing. That we can move forward with steps, but we have this place of flexibility where we allow something new to come through. We allow the presence to take shape in a new way. We move forward unattached, but with willingness. We move forward willingly, but we're not attached. Surrender is also about forgiveness. It's about developing trust, paying attention. The pandemic taught us one thing for sure. We have control over nothing. (laughs) Right? We have control over nothing. The world can change in an instant. And it did. And what did we learn? We have, we, we, everything we did, we had to stop. We have control over, we had to surrender. Now, some of us went kicking and screaming. Some people went and bought up all the toilet paper, uh, hand sanitizer. Other people, you know, started buying food, you know, whatever it was, because that was how we knew to control. But in essence, we had to stop. The world just stopped. And we survived. And so surrender is allowing, allowing that to happen. It's also forgiveness, to forgive and let go, not hang on to that old stuff, not hang on to those old patterns. So I'll share my experience of open, willing, and surrender. So many years ago, I was a uh, practitioner and Southern California in San Diego. And I was teaching a class called Religious Science Quick Start. And it's a, you may have taken it here. It's a brief introduction to science of mind. And it was a wonderful class and opportunity to share. And so after one of these classes, there'd usually be about 10 people in a, in a group that I taught on a Saturday. On Sunday at church, this one of the people that was in the class came to me, and he was, was a church member. He's an American, but half the time he lived in Brazil as a Reiki master, doing Reiki workshops. And he happened to be in town, and he took that class. And he said, I that class was amazing. And um, will you come to Brazil to teach it? And I said, oh, sure. Um, I'd be happy to. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're not serious. Because Brazil, I mean, seriously, I don't even own a passport. <laughs> I had, at that point, I'd been to Tijuana once. Um, and I was afraid of everything. And so um, I said, oh, sure, I'd be happy to do that. It's like when somebody says, let's go do dinner or something. And you go, sure, sure. So, so I let it go and didn't even think about it again. And now remember, this is early 1990s, before the cell phone, before all our computers and all that stuff. The church got a fax one day 
and Jason sent a fax. And he's, and in the, the three page handwritten fax, and he said, I was interviewed by a national magazine, and I told them you were coming. <laughs> when will you be here? So I had to deal with all of my fear, all of my concerns. I talked to my minister, and she said, absolutely, I support you in this. Um, well, I'll help you. You can raise funds for the trip and, and do whatever. And there was uh, someone in the church that was a travel agent, so I, I went to them, and I said, I need to work this out. I'm going to go to Brazil. And, and they said, you're going to go to Brazil by yourself? And they said... We, we can't help you. We don't want to take the responsibility to have a single woman going by herself to Brazil. It's too dangerous. And they wouldn't do it. So I found another travel agent and they booked a ticket for me. And then in the meantime, Jason sent like a four page list of supplies that he wanted me to bring. And everybody chipped in. They brought all the supplies we needed. They brought me suitcases to carry. And so here I am, this, uh, skinny little blonde person in, um, back then I was anyway, uh, in Southern California, my white, uh, jogging suit on at the airport with my four suitcases. And I, uh, they see my suitcases and they pull me aside and, and they said, well, you know, you have to pay for all of those. I said, sure. Okay. And, um, I sat there, just sat there in the chair, like, I don't know how much this is going to cost. And the, the, person is clicking away on the computer and he says, what do you, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Brazil. I am teaching, teaching classes. And he said, are you, are you like a missionary? And I went, yeah, I'm like a missionary. And he said, oh, okay, you can go. <laughs> Let me through free of charge. So I went to Brazil and it was amazing. I had an extraordinary time. I worked with the study groups that were there. There were three study groups. I traveled to five different cities. I got to do the workshop. Now, when I was in, when I was teaching in San Diego, I thought that was too small. In my mind, I wanted a bigger place to express. To, so to me, it looked like I needed to go to Los Angeles or something. So he, here I was one day teaching this class. They had translated all the materials into Portuguese. And so I had charts in Portuguese and I worked with a translator because I couldn't, I didn't speak another language. I barely speak English sometimes. Um, I learned three phrases. Um, before I went that I thought were important, that I'm hungry, where's the bathroom, and which way to the beach. So I thought those were important. So anyway, all this material is translated, and one day I'm teaching to this group of 100 people that I had 10 in my class, 100 people came, and I'm teaching, and all of a sudden it dawns on me that this is what I wanted to do, and this was my bigger audience. And so I got to have that expression and that experience for the weeks I was there and the travel that I did. And then when I came back, I was a changed person. But I was open, I was willing, and I surrendered. And I didn't know how all this was going to turn out or what was going to happen, but everything worked out. I had some amazing experiences. Every one of them worked out. And I had behind me this opportunity, this 
understanding. I came home with a deeper understanding of trust and of faith. And it was, and when I came back was when I decided it was time to move into ministerial school. And so it's to be open, to be willing, and to surrender. You don't have to go to another country to try this out. (laughs) Try it in your own life. See what happens. Pay attention to the messages that you're getting. Pay attention to the intuition that you have, to the words that show up, to the opportunities that show up. Pay attention to what's going on. James O'Day says, As the soul awakens and the heart opens, a light that guides the universe shines through you. As you enter the flow of light's creative emergence as universal love, ceaseless originality, and cosmic playfulness. When we are open and willing, we tap into that light, we tap into that flow to allow that cosmic playfulness to move through us. So when I speak, I like to bring a spiritual practice to ground it for us so that our work in this philosophy is to practice, right? Because we can have a mental knowing and it means very little. We need to move it from the head to the heart. And the way we do that is with spiritual practice. We have to take these principles and use them out in the world. And so several years ago, I was introduced to this practice called the soul awakening practice. And I, I want to share with you a little bit about James O'Day, the author. He's, he's an activist, a leader, and a peacemaker. His mission is to help individuals and groups recover their sense of unity by smoothing the way for warring sides to reconcile and forgive. He goes to warring countries to work with them to find common unity that they can, so they can work things out. He has taught peace building to over a thousand students in 30 countries. He's conducted frontline social healing dialogues around the world. And his purpose with this practice is to establish a new consciousness of unity and connection. And so he created this simple prayer. It's just six lines, and you have it in your bulletin. In your bulletin. Sandy, can you hold yourself? Yes. Yeah. So it's this in your, in your bulletin. It's the soul awakening prayer. So soul awakening, heart opening, light shining, love flowing, wounds dissolving, and peace radiating. And so we're going to get a chance to practice this together. And the the purpose of it is to put us into a place of opening, of opening and surrendering. Because soul awakening is that opportunity to see the soul the soul is awake right now. We're bringing awareness and, and aliveness to it. We're acknowledging it. Heart opening as we la- allow our hearts to open. 
Light shining, visualize the light moving through the heart out into the world. And as it moves out into the world, that's love flowing, light shining and love flowing, wounds dissolving. As I said earlier, the thing that keeps us stuck, the thing that keeps us in the past is hanging on to those old wounds and peace radiating. So we're going to say this prayer four times, and I'll guide us through it. Um, each time, we have a different focus for the prayer. So let's, and we can say this together. Let's do the, the first one is we're going to say for ourselves. So as you say it, and I'll give you a few moments in the silence afterwards, just feel that moving through the cells of your body. Just feel that moving for yourself and visualize it for yourself. Breathe it into your being. Feel the awakening of love. Are you ready? Okay. Soul awakening. Let's say it together. Soul awakening. Heart opening. Light shining. Love flowing. Wounds dissolving. Peace radiating. Take a breath. Breathe that in. Now, allow to come into your awareness someone in your life that you wish to commune with. It could be a child, a family member, someone maybe that's having a tough time during the holidays. Who is this person? Just allow spirit to bring them to you. Visualize them in front of you. And now together, let's say this prayer. Soul awakening, heart opening, light shining, Love flowing, wounds dissolving, peace radiating. Take a breath. And now this time, visualize this to include those you are connected to. And perhaps an organization. Let's do it, actually, let's do it for the center here that we're in the midst of change, we're in the midst of something new, let's keep in mind the Portland CSL. And then together. Soul awakening, heart opening, light shining, love flowing, wounds dissolving, peace radiating. Take a breath. And now this last time, as you say the prayer, visualize a planetary soul awakening. Visualize a collective heart opening. Light shining in the hearts of all human beings. Love flowing throughout humanity. Wounds being dissolved and peace radiating through the earth. Let's say that together. Soul awakening. Heart opening, light shining, love flowing, wounds dissolving, peace radiating. So you can use this practice anytime. If you are especially, there's, there's not enough practices during this time of year when we have to get together with family, right? 
there can't be enough practices. So use this practice if you are, are getting ready to be with family, if there's some issue going on in your life, if there's anything going on, this is an opportunity to use this little six-line prayer. If you, if you don't know what else to say, or you're not ready for a, a spiritual mind treatment, this is an easy prayer that you can take, and you know that you're sending out this light. Because as you do it, what I see for this prayer is it's light going out for me and going out into the world. So let's take all of this into prayer. So I'm so grateful for this opportunity to come together in spiritual community this day and for this beautiful prayer, this soul awakening to bring us to that opening of love, to that opening of light knowing the heart is opening, knowing light is shining, knowing wounds are dissolving and love is flowing and peace is radiating. I know this for each of us here today. I know this for everyone online and I know this for all of humanity. And so I know that as we go out into the world, we take this goodness, we take this light, we take this love, and we allow this light to shine. And this light shines, it lifts us up, it blesses us in extraordinary ways. And so I'm so grateful for this blessing, I'm so grateful for this opportunity, and for all of us to come together at this sacred time. I give grateful thanks. I release this word with deep gratitude, and together... We say, and so it is. Blessings. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.